episode two of podcast, and I honestly can't believe we had enough people listen that we deserve to even do an episode two. Neil and Mike back for another week. How's it going, Mike? Good, man. No, I was pleasantly surprised with just the reaction that we got from folks. And I think for me personally, like I've seen a lot of names pop up that I haven't seen in a while on the Twitter feed. Totally. Um, and just seeing and seeing the activity on the podcast or the analytics that we get through Podbean, a great first step. It's awesome. So thank you everyone who took the time out of their day to listen to two guys ramble for 30 minutes. For, for the tens of you that listened. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> um, so this week, it's going to be, I mean, not to sound repetitive, but it's going to be a lot of the same because we're trying to keep this pretty conversational. But not to bury the lead, I think the first thing we have to talk about is the Tim Hortons bracket. It, I was super impressed with how people reacted to it in the sense that they were yeah. very, very passionate about certain types of donuts, whether they liked it or disliked it. We had Tim Hortons chime in on it, which yeah. is fantastic. Multiple times on Facebook. Um, they chimed in on three of the different surveys. And like you said, there were some very visceral reactions. Like people had some very hardcore beliefs in regards to what was or should have been a winner. Well, maybe we can use our tens of users to kind of, saunter up a, uh, a sponsorship opportunity with Tim Hortons after this. Yeah. Now, Tim's, if, if you're listening and I'm pretty sure you're not, but if you are, we're willing to take money. I'm just absolutely saying. even donuts, <laughs> even, even a oh, donut. Honestly, I'd settle for a coffee, but yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, we had the first round of the bracket. All the votes have been tabulated. We've got the winners, yeah. the way it's going to work out. There's going to be a second round and same thing for the week coming up. All those winners are going to go head to head and there's going to be a wild card. So one of the ones that got rejected is going to have a chance to come back. I, and based on the reactions that I was at least seeing on, on my Twitter feed, there are a few very, very worthy candidates for this. Oh, it's going to be, I was wait. super surprised with somehow like how some of the cards fell with this, but great opportunity for one of those kind of strong feeling donuts to kind of reemerge and potentially take, take the crown here. Yep, definitely. And without further ado, the winners of the first round of the Tim Hortons donut bracket. So in the matchup, Boston cream versus the honey cruller, believe it or not, the honey cruller won. That was a shock. It's a huge shock. The vote total wasn't even close between Facebook and Twitter. Now, I wonder why. Is it like, I, I get not everyone likes to have cream inside their donut. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. But Boston cream is just, it's such a, and honey cream is classic too, but Boston cream is such a classic donut. And that was my vote. That was my vote this week is the Boston cream. I voted Boston cream too. But it's hey, so the people have spoken. Like I said, it wasn't even close. The votes between Facebook and Twitter for the two were Boston Cream, 16, Honey Cruller, 100. Wow. Yeah, it was ridiculous how far apart this was. Wow. So I the next... That big of a spread. Impressive. Well, no, and I'll be honest, that first post is the first one that Tim's responded to on Facebook because I yep. tagged him, and it took off. So we had a lot of people see that one. Fantastic. So that's awesome to see. Uh, the second matchup, we had the double chocolate versus Canadian maple. 
This one, again, wasn't really super close, but the winner was Canadian Maple. That was my vote this week. Honestly, that one I would have been torn. And in fairness, I did not fill out a bracket because I figured it's not fair since I'm the one, you know, organizing yeah. this part of it. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I voted for the Canadian Maple this week, but that double chocolate, again, it's kind it's of It's a classic. sneaky one. It is a sneaky one. Yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> so, Absolutely. The third round, we had the Old Fashioned Glaze, which I know our buddy PJ is going to have a laugh at. Uh, old Fashioned Glaze versus Maple Dip. This one was a little closer. Uh, only three votes separated the winner from the loser. But in a very tight race, Maple Dip won. I was all over the Old Fashioned Glaze, but I could see the Maple Dip kind of turning up. Well, going back to the comment you made about that, that cream filling, like for the people that don't like that cream filling, the Canadian maples, there's a great alternative, right? Absolutely. You get all that flavor without that wallpaper paste in the middle. <laughs> and the old-fashioned glaze, like, to, like especially if you think of like the old-fashioned donut and just how dry it is. And we'll talk about the old-fashioned here in a second. But just the yeah. fact that it's got some sugar on top of it just literally makes it that much better. Exactly. Um, the next one was probably the most hotly contested and debated pairing out of the whole first round of the bracket. Apple fritter versus sour cream glaze. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The winner won by one vote. Oh, it was that close. But the winner by one vote, sour cream glazed. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. I'm not one to turn down a fritter myself. Apple fritter. Yeah, I'm with you. Like they're delicious. Yep. But there's again, there's something classic about the sour cream glaze. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not surprised that that one was that close. So I think people are, are pretty open to both of them. I'll be honest. I had not tried one of the sour cream glaze ones to like, I think a couple years after they came out. And after trying it, I regret those two years because it is delightful. It is. Um, I can't say that I would choose it over an apple fritter. If those were the two left at the box at work pre COVID um, <laughs> that you would go for <laughs> that's I would go for the apple fritter first. I would agree. I would so, agree. The uh, classic. Yeah, exactly. The second last matchup was the chocolate dip versus the powdered. This one was a clear landslide. I'm talking like, major like we only had three people vote for the one donut in particular but by a landslide chocolate dip yeah that's i was kind of expecting that yeah and for me this is gonna sound like the stupidest reason but for me i was hoping chocolate dip was gonna win because as much as i enjoy the taste of powdered donuts they're messy as hell even the timbits yeah they're horrible like yeah they're, it's great like you like not every donut you need a napkin no powdered donuts you need a napkin and then you got to go to the bathroom after to clean yourself up totally no so i was hoping chocolate dip was going to win and that one did it wasn't even close the last round it was another one of a a bit of a landslide but we've got the chocolate glaze versus old-fashioned plain and i made some very strong comments in our first episode about my opinion of people that prefer old-fashioned plain and you know their mental state and <laughs> Unfortunately, according to these results, we have a few people to worry about. Not too many. Um, we had six people vote for the old-fashioned plane. 
in our our pal Adam on the Twitter machine. He he kind of summed it up perfectly. The old fashioned plane pairs well with the darts. So I'm wondering if there are folks who enjoy the darts who also enjoy that old fashioned plane, and it's just kind of synonymous with darts and coffee. I don't yeah. know. It could be, but the winner with that one clear landslide chocolate glaze, which again is another one of those sneaky ones like the double chocolate. So those are your winners for the yep. first round. Starting tomorrow, we are going to have the second round brackets go up. And the very first thing that we're going to do is the wild card. Now the wild card is going to be of the donuts that got rejected. We are going to have the top four with the highest number of votes go through to the wild card round. And that one's going to be a 24 hour poll. After that, the rest of the brackets are going to play out. So we'll go from there. So there you go. It's huge response. I'm glad that people are having fun with it. And I mean, you mentioned our buddy, Adam, Uh, Ricky's had some very, very strong opinions on the donuts as well. I'm sure she's going to be disappointed with how the Boston cream performed. I think she was also big on the fritter. And a lot of people were passionate about the fritter too. Yeah. On the flip side though, let's look again. I, I, I believe it was Adam's argument and my buddy Jay out in BC. Yep. Who made the comments that it's not a donut. It's a fritter. It's not quite the same thing. So it's like, uh, we're get a hot dog is sandwich debate, isn't it? <laughs> no, there is no debate. A hot dog is a sandwich. Yeah. We're not talking about this. <laughs> we're not uh, talking about oh, this. No. You're, you're right. We don't have to because it's science. Okay. <laughs> I have very okay. strong opinions about this. Go on. Um, I also believe the ocean is a soup. Because you've got protein floating around in it. You've got vegetables floating around with it. It's seasoned, a.k.a. salt. The ocean is a soup. And with global warming, it's getting warmer. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change. It's so hard not to, though, right? <laughs> it's I, funny on um on 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 my website for for my business. I have an FAQ section. Okay, and I've really tried to keep it light lighthearted in terms of. Oh yeah, of, totally that I try to push stuff out. And one of the items that I have on my FAQ section is, is a hot dog a sandwich? And then the answer is, don't get me started. Okay. People that I have send me messages on LinkedIn or by email asking about that. It's hilarious. But it's just one of those like little Easter eggs that I've tried to throw out on my business. Just to, and it's doing the trick. At it. Right? It's doing the trick that you want to do. It's engaging people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Now, on a different topic altogether, you and I were talking when we were prepping for this podcast. We are just, you know, kind of shooting the shit as we were bouncing yep. ideas off each other and all that. And we had a conversation about cutting the cord in terms of TV. We did. And I look to you as kind of like the guru with this stuff because I've only canceled. Let me rephrase that. I've put my cable on hiatus from may until last week because there's a show that my daughter watches that's coming back it's going to be on a two-month run to write off the entire series and then we're canceling our cable for good yep so we've had a lot of prep work we've got all the streaming stuff now we're doing it i'm not saying you're not but we're doing everything legally (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm technically doing things legally. You are doing things legally, but you've got a couple a workarounds. Bit, it's a little behind the scenes, though. I'm yes, not gonna... you've, you've got a couple workarounds that I'm very interested in, and we're not going to get into those. But I'd like to know your experience on this because you've been you've had your cord cut for a lot longer than I have. Almost 10 years now. That just blows my mind because that's way ahead of the trend of everyone else doing it. I think for us, the biggest thing was the validation of spending as much as we were on cable for the amount of channels that we had and then consistently complaining that there was nothing to watch. Now I get I, it. And, and listen, we still go through that now between Netflix and Hey You and Disney Plus, Amazon hey you Prime. is There's the reality so TV much one? out there that you... What's that? Hey You is the reality TV one? Hey You is the reality TV okay. show. Just wanted it's to make all sure. the Housewives, the Kardashians, okay. Below Deck, which is personally one of my favorite reality shows. No, <laughs> come on. I only say that just because I worked on a boat. Okay, that makes more sense. Which... We should probably save that for another podcast. Yeah, let's do that next episode. <laughs> God damn, do I have some stories for you, man. It will not All be right. a PG episode. I can tell you that. Okay. So just, we'll give, here, here's the spoiler, not, not even a spoiler. Here's the warning for everyone, for our tens of listeners. Okay. There will be some things that you hear on that, that are, you would typically see maybe on showcase after 12 o'clock at night. Oh God. Okay, next episode, we're going to be talking about your boat and anyway, adventures. Absolutely. So anyway, cord cutting, so, though. So cord cutting, back to the cord cutting. Yeah, so we've, like, even if you have all of these different subscription services, you still end up saying there's nothing to watch. Case in point, I literally just finished watching The Office again for the umpteenth time two weeks ago. What am I doing right now? I restarted it, and I'm watching it all over again. Can I make now, it a, I love a confession Office. for you here and for the listeners? Yeah. All 10 of you. Um, yep. I've never watched a single episode of The Office. You're speechless right now. I'm watching you on I Zoom am. and you're just... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've never wow. watched an episode. So I have something to look forward to with that. I, in one way, I'm shocked. In the other way, I'm kind of jealous. I'm jealous it. of people who get to experience something that everyone else has experienced for the first time, like now. Yeah, totally. And that's incredible. Like the fact that you're going to get to see the office for the first time, 10 ish years after it went off the air, one of the most prolific shows of all time. And you've never seen an episode of it. You're, you're in for a treat, man. You're I should, re I should clarify as well. I have seen episodes of the British version uh, with Ricky Gervais. I yep. think he is absolutely brilliant. And yep. some of his other shows are fantastic. Like Derek, Yep. Like that was one of the most, you know, heartwarming and at the same time, just heartbreaking shows of all time. Uh, I, Afterlife, I believe is the other one. Um, that one's a great one, but I've never seen an episode of the American version of the office. You're, and I know it's not going to compare, but I have to watch it. The first season I think was trying to be, a, trying to be very cookie cutter of the British one. Yeah. It's very awkward, like, and offside and inappropriate but in a way that was very much acceptable back when it was on sure totally. also very 
you could see that they kind of found their own feet over the next few seasons after that, where Michael Scott didn't have to be exactly like Ricky Gervais. Okay. And White became his thing, and Jim and Pam became a thing, and they all kind of found their own voice and their own character, and it worked. It's nice. such a classically good show. Anyway, now, I'm, I'm jealous of the. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, but I'm also jealous of the fact that you get you're going to get to experience it for the first time. And honestly, I will keep you up to date on it when we finally go through the whole thing. I will let yep. everyone know what I thought of it. But yeah, I mean, I'm in the very same boat as you. Like, I've got. Uh, what did we do? We did Netflix, Prime, yep. Crave yep. with HBO. Yep. Uh, what else do we? I, there's some great options for some free stuff between CBC, CTV, all those ones. CBC Gem is fantastic. CBC Gem has actually got a ridiculous amount of stuff on there. Uh, Absolutely. The National Film Board, a Canadian yep. organization, they've got That's stuff on one. there. They've yep. got some like their library is huge. It's ridiculous. Um. And I actually had my buddy Jay, I have to give a shout out to my buddy Jay. I put a note out on Facebook the other evening. I was willing to trade one of my logins for one of my streaming services for somebody else to give me a login for their, say, Bell or Telus or whatever. Jay stepped up. So thank you very much, Jay. We have the same same arrangement with my wife's cousin. She gives us her Bell login and then we give her uh, Disney Plus and Netflix. And it works out great for me because yeah. especially I get sports done in TSN so I can watch the Leafs, I can watch the Raptors, I can watch the Jays, I can watch sports, yeah. which is very difficult when you cut the cord. And everyone that I talk to who has not cut the cord, mostly, uh, mostly my friends who, who are kind of in the same boat, they don't cut it because they will miss sports or they don't want to go through the the pains of trying to find a stream for sports and the quality is not as good. And so I totally get that. But doesn't Sportsnet or TSN have like a paid option from, for their app now? Yeah, Sportsnet Go and TSN Go. It's, it's, you have to cast it to your TV or you've got to get the app. Oh yeah. That's a bit of a pain. And for a lot of people, it's just like, they don't want to go through that hassle. Whereas for me, I have no problem putzing around or futzing around with something to get something to work. Yeah. That's just me, though. I'll be uh, honest. We bought the Apple TV in advance of doing the cord cutting because I like that one-stop shop for all this stuff. The simplicity of it, it was a big sell for me. That's, and that's I think, if you're cutting the cord, you've got to go that route. You've got to go the Chromecast route if yeah. you're comfortable like using your phone to cast things to your TV. We have Android TVs. Okay, so yeah. It has Android OS built right into them, so you can download apps directly on a TV, just like any other kind of smart TV. Mm-hmm. And it works fantastic for us. Like, it's just, it's no hassle. It, we, we have more than enough to watch. And I don't feel like we're bought, like we can cancel a lot of these streaming services whenever we want and not feel like we're losing everything. Like when you cancel your cable, you lose everything. Yes. If I cancel Netflix, yeah, there's going to be some original Netflix content that I'm not going to be able to see, but I've still got five or six other options that I have. So you can kind of balance it out that way. It's not for everyone. I've personally had no issue with it, especially now that I have access to sports, have access, access to Crave, to watch Letterkenny, which is what Neil has as his background right now. Zoom, I got the fruit stand. Come on. Apps, it's awesome. And I love that there's puppers sitting right on it too. Which is I great. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> right there. Um, awesome. the, biggest, the biggest thing I found that you have to be cognizant of when you're getting ready to make this transition is the cost of it. 
So we actually sat down, my wife and I uh, sat down and kind of worked out how much we we're going to be paying for each subscription service, including Spotify, because we kind of, you know, lumped all yep. that together. Yep. And even with all those things combined over the course of an entire calendar year, we're saving roughly four to $450 per year. Yep. Because our, out where we are, and I don't know what it's like where you are, but we would consider it rural Canada. The only options are pretty much peasant vision or satellite. Right. Yeah, we have Bell satellites. I think that might be the only thing we have. Now, my internet provider just got bought by Rogers. Oh, so it'll be okay. interesting to see if that turns into anything. I agree with you. We did the same thing on the costing side of things. And mm. I think one of the things that a lot of people kind of blush about at the first glance of it is the upfront cost. Yes. And I say the upfront cost in terms of you're signing up for all these services at once, but then at the same time, it's the hardware that goes into supporting the fact that you can stream confidently all the time. So getting yep. a decent internet package, getting a really good wireless router to make sure that you've got those, man, we're getting super geeky. This is awesome. You have all the right, <laughs> you have all the right endpoints to make sure that your connection can flow appropriately. And mm -hmm. it costs a lot at the beginning. I, I, I think for us, it costs something like four or 500 bucks within the first month or two to make sure that we were properly set up for it from a hardware standpoint. Yeah. But that, it's literally just, a, it's, it's your fees you're paying on your subscription services. And now a lot of them have gone up. A lot of them have gone down because I think there's so many more now. You got to kind of compete on price. It's not just content anymore. I agree. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, like, I know NBC's got a streaming service, Peacock, that I don't know if it's coming to Canada or not. I don't know, but I know CBS has one that is available in Canada. Uh, I believe it's like $6 a month or something like that. So, yeah. so there's yeah. a good example for you. But so, yeah, I mean, we worked out the savings in terms of the tech stuff, like you were saying, we had already had the router set up, so we didn't have to worry about that cost. But just to kind of give anybody that's listening to this still, and thank you for sticking with us, um, an idea of what we're talking about. I went out and bought an actual like gaming router, gaming quality router. This thing does like three different channels, yep. one 2.4 and two five. And we've got coverage in a 1,200 square foot bungalow and house, and there isn't a single weak spot. Um, we had that before we decided to cut the cord because we wanted that type of coverage. You can be halfway down our street and pick up Wi-Fi if you know the password. Uh, honestly, it's worth it because yeah. you know the last thing you want to be doing is going out every year or every two years buying, having to buy new hardware because it's just not as strong. You've got more devices in your house now. And I like, I, I log into my Google home cause we use Google mesh mm -hmm. or Google nest mesh. Yep. So we've got different pods in the house and I can go on at any one point and see how many devices we have connected to the network. It's over 20. Yep. It's my microphone fell. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's computers, it's printers, it's the TVs, it's iPads, it's phones. Totally. It's, it's our nest. It's everything. Uh, so going and spending a little bit more at the onset will save you a lot of heartache in the future for sure. And the, another recommendation I want to make to people is do not go for the monthly, uh, cost right away. Check and see if there's one where if you pay upfront, you get a break on an annual Absolutely. because when we signed up for Crave, as an example, they had a deal where 
instead of, I think Craven HBO, let's say is like 20 bucks a month before taxes. Uh, so that would be 240 bucks over the course of the year. But if you signed up annually instead of monthly payments, you got like two months for free. Yep. So you're saving yourself 40 bucks. So with any of these ones, if there's a way for you to pay annually and save a month or two, you might as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, my question to you though, before we wrap up this segment, mm. in terms of a VPN, mm. do you use one? And if you do, what one are you using? Like which one would you recommend? So I used, it recently just got sold to another company. It was called Unblock Us. And it was more of a DNS configuration. Oh, okay. Same idea, but it was, but you're not logging into a VPN client. You're just literally changing your DNS address to make it, to help route where you wanted to make it look like you were coming. Yeah. From. So if you want to make it look like you're in Chicago, great. You can click the, and yeah, away you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they got sold to a company called strong VPN and I just got set up on them unbelievable. I think I paid four or five 99 a month for it. I don't know if that's a grandfathered price just because of what I was paying before, but you go through, it's the same idea. You pick your location, you pick wherever you wanted to make it look like you're coming from your traffic's anonymous, which is yeah. good. And it works perfectly fine that way. And without going into too much detail, it's things like that, that allow me to get some of the U S services here that sure. are available in Canada. My question based on that though, in terms of the VPN, do you have it set up so that anything that's on say your wireless router automatically no. has that? Okay. No, no, not globally. We, there's, I have two apps on my, t on my TVs that I basically allow you to go in, you select your location, it turns the VPN on the TV and then I can go and watch. Uh, it's, gonna... really, it's super simple and straightforward. It, that there's still the, the workaround to get these US providers like set it like to set up accounts for them here. But yeah. the VPN allows me to kind of tunnel in uh through Los Angeles or through Chicago or through New York to make whatever it look the like case may be. And I can watch that content at that point. I'm gonna have to do some digging and see if I can uh find out some stuff for the Apple TV that we've got. See what uh ones are best for that system. That's we originally got unblock us on our Apple TV. Okay. Because you, you can manually change the DNS address on it. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll share some details with you afterwards. Awesome. Well, on that note, let's give up the geek talk. We'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back. And if anybody is still interested in us talking, we'll be back in a couple seconds with part two of the podcast. Sounds great. All right, so back for part two of the podcast, and we went full geek in the first part. I don't know if I should apologize or be proud. It's a little bit of both. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. our tens of listeners weren't too turned off like that. We're not going to have lots of conversations like that. No, honestly, the tens are going to turn into single digits, though, if we keep that up. So we'll try Absolutely. not to. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it's an interesting conversation for, if nobody else, for me in particular, because I'm going to be right in the thick of it pretty soon here. Yeah, there you go. And we're getting up to those months where it's going to be cold out, you know, miserable. You're going to be spending more time indoors. And hell, even if it wasn't because of the weather, just because of the Rona. Yeah, the, the, that Rona just it's being pesky still. It's, so, it's been uh, interesting. I, I, I'm intrigued of 
what it's been like out in Saskatchewan, Ontario, it's kind of been a hotbed, but I'd love your perspective of how it's been perceived out there. Have there been increases, decreases, all that good stuff. I, I say this with a grain of salt because realistically the numbers that I'm going to now ballpark are going to pale in comparison to say Ontario, Quebec, sure. Alberta, the places where it really seems to be, have a much stronger hold. Agreed. But I think it's intriguing that there are places in Canada that aren't like that. And how, how has life continued on because of that? Well, I can tell you that for us in particular in Saskatchewan, we were, I think maybe four to six weeks ago, let's say six, just to be safe down to about 30 active cases for the entire province. We were doing very well. Yeah, we were doing fantastic. Uh, So far, if I remember reading this correctly today in October, and we're only halfway through October, we've had something like 319, 320 new cases. So it really does smack of a second wave starting. So it's a little disheartening. There is definitely been in the general public and this is just from my own observations. Yeah. A very nonchalant attitude because our numbers have been so good. Right. Uh, very little mask wearing, which has been very disappointing. Yep. Uh, very little in terms of some of the precautions that we should be taking. Yep. Some people just completely ignore it and go about their business as they would expect to pre-COVID. Now, I can say I haven't seen any of the the Karens or the Darens yet out there pulling any stunts. <laughs> Nobody wants to deal with a Karen or a Darren. Never. But, Even at the best of times. Yeah, exactly. So I've been very fortunate to not have to have had any run-ins uh, with those types of people. But what what irks me the most about it is, like I said, how nonchalant people have been about it. Yeah, It actually got to the point this week where they actually had to restrict for private gatherings uh, the number again. So our cap was at 30, but coming up, I think it's this Friday, they've reduced it back down to 15. So, so pri- that's private gatherings in your home? Yeah, yeah. Now, now do, you at this have point- this, do you guys have this idea of bubbles? So one of the things that we got in Ontario... I want to say back in July, maybe it's this mm-hmm. idea of like building your social bubbles. So these are 10 people that you can hug, you can shake their hands, you can hang out like you did everything else, but it's just those 10. Yeah, we do have, uh, it was bubbles for a while here and now it's cohorts. Ah, but realistically, if you think about it, those went out the window as soon as the kids went back into school. Oh, it, it, Yes, 100% agree. So, because there's no way, there's absolutely, like, unless they were really going to step up what they, you know, in my opinion, should have been doing for the kids to go back to school safely, there's no way you can say that you are restricted to those 10 people. No. Well, even even being in a small town now, there's still that risk, like a big risk. We're very fortunate. I don't think we've had, I don't think in my town we've had any cases ever. It's about a thousand people. Yeah. But, and so we're very fortunate that way. 
I think if we were still downtown, a lot of our friends who still live downtown that where my daughter went to the same school, they've basically pooled funds together, made their own bubble and have hired private teachers to teach them in someone's house all the time versus expose themselves at the school. It's just, it's, it just seems so ridiculous that we'll stuff 23 kids into a classroom, but then we'll be like, stay six feet apart. You can only hang out with these 10 people. Like the, it just does. I don't like why for some, but not for all. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I'll using like that other topic I was just talking about in terms of the gatherings that apparently does not apply to say businesses, uh, churches, you know, houses yep. of worship, uh, yep. a lot of other groups. I don't see the difference. And this is just me personally. And I know not everyone's going to agree, but if you shouldn't have more than 15 in this room, why should you have more than that in this room? Agreed. 100%. So um, the biggest, I, and like I, I lean on the fact that like, we shouldn't have those 15 people together. I'm a, like, I, I, that's the way that I look at it. And it just, I, I don't get why, why in certain types of exceptions, why that's an exception. That's, I think my biggest grief with all of this. I agree. And just to be a little bit, you know, transparent about this, I find this conversation, not that we're having right now, but just in general, depending on the group that you have around you when you're having this type of conversation, it tends to be divisive and it can be stressful. Absolutely. So I've been trying to focus mostly over the last couple months more on what I can control. So I make sure because I am back in my work environment um, and I'm very fortunate and I realize that I have an office with the door I can close. So when I'm in the building, that door is staying closed. The only time I leave is if I have to get water or if I go to the washroom. Right. If I leave, I wear a mask. That's it. Yeah. I have Lysol wipes in my office. I have uh, hand sanitizer. We have hand sanitizer in each vehicle at home in the glove box. So if we're going out shopping, we, as soon as we get back in the car, the first thing we do yep. is the hand sanitizer. Like there's only so much you can do. There's always, yeah. And I, I, I feel like I, we're kind of in the same boat as what you just said. Like it's only, you can do, you can only do the best that you can do and do it in a way that you're not just protecting yourself, but you hope that you're protecting other people as well. And just yeah. with the way that you treat it, that's the same mentality that I have. I'll wear a mask. Even when I take my daughter to school, yep. even when we're outside, I will wear a mask as I walk her up to the school because she's totally. wearing it too. Yep. It's just, it's those, they, they're such small things in the grand scheme of things. But I, I, I like the fact that you look at it from a positive standpoint and like, what can I do to protect me, protect my family and protect those around me? And it's the smart thing to do, in my opinion. And I'll be honest, the way that I look at it, it's almost a little bit selfish because I don't know how I would feel about myself if I didn't take those precautions. And then heaven forbid, I had it, maybe I was asymptomatic or whatever the case may be. I passed it on to somebody else and that ultimately led to somebody else getting ill or heaven forbid, passing away. Absolutely. I don't know how I would handle that. So in a certain selfish way, it's almost an act of self-preservation for that. Yep. Yep. So I totally I'd, see that. I'd rather take the precautions. I, the, the exact same. We have the hand sanitizers in the car. 
we have where you would normally hang like scarves in the winter at our front door. We hang face masks. That's what we've got done. (laughs) We've got a coat rack with like five or six pegs up by our front door. And we have that littered with masks. Yeah. Every single peg. Oh God. It is so (laughs) handy. That's my wife's idea. And honestly, it was a great idea. Uh, We have for our dogs, because we've got two, uh, we use a mobile vet service. Yep. So, and the vet that came in, we've had her in a couple times. She is great to deal with. The dogs love her. Awesome. But she saw the masks on the coat rack. <laughs> and she's like, that's the first time I've seen that. That's great. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. Yes. Because you, if you're leaving your house, nine times out of 10, you're going to need a mask, whatever you're doing. How many and times like, have you done the thing where you get out to the car or you're leaving your car to go into the grocery store and it's like, crap, I forgot my mask. I've done it a few times for yep. sure. For sure. But now I have the masks at the front door on our mask hooks. Yep. I have the masks in my car. Yeah. I do the same thing. I've got, I've got a spare in my car at all times. Yep. And I think that's it. Someone's going to make a lot of money coming up with a way to like continuously have a mask on you at all time without it feeling like you have to like remember it, like something attached to your keychain or something, I think. What I actually have been looking for is a geek or like comic book geek inspired mask. So I want to be able to have a mask that say makes me look like a certain character, but I want a filter built into it. Yep. So, and I got inspired by this after, uh, after Jerry, uh, on Twitter, we follow each other. Yep. And hopefully he's listening to this. He got uh, the bottom half of, I believe it was Jason's mask from Friday to 13th. Amazing. And it's actually like a legitimate, like, I think it's N95 rated. Like it's got a filter. It's. Oh, wow. The, the thing looks amazing. So I would love to get something like that. And I actually found on, I believe it was Etsy which is the first time I can ever say I've been on the website. <laughs> I'm kind of like Steve Martin that way. I don't know if you heard about that, but he recently discovered Etsy. So, uh, My wife's known about Etsy forever, and I've, I've actually bought a few things on there just because you can literally find like, the thing that you don't think anyone's ever made. Someone's made it on Etsy. That's exactly what I found. So the, comic, <laughs> the character I found was Bane from the comic books batman comic books yeah but so it's the old school bane mask but you could easily put a filter in there amazing so i'm thinking okay i might have to do this and it's pretty reasonable and then that led to a thought that i think you would really appreciate because while i am i would say a wrestling fan you would say be an uber fan you are more into wrestling than i am yes what about a luchador mask with a filter? Yes. Yes. Why uh, isn't that a like, thing? Yes. Why not? <laughs> Would you get one? 100%. I think you need to go online tonight and take a look. I, you know that they're 100% going to be on Etsy. I guarantee. There will be somewhere. I guarantee it. There, I, I, not to go off topic, but the whole idea of like mask fashion like it's not gonna it's not gonna go away anytime soon i bet you like i know like my wife's bought masks from the gap yeah or got some at old navy as well like you're gonna see sections like you do with sunglasses or things like that that it's just literally gonna be masks like fashionable masks yeah we bought a uh 
when this all started early, we bought a 48 pack of white cloth masks from Amazon. Yeah. And we could, at least with those, like if you got the right gear to do it, you could put images on them. You could yep. tie dye them if you wanted. You could yeah. like, there's lots of things you could do. You could be creative with it. Absolutely. Make them your own. So yeah, I, I'm seriously going to be looking for a comic book inspired mask with a filter. And I think you need to get yourself a luchador one. I was just going to say like, after we're all done here and we were finagling everything to get up online, I'll, I'll be searching for that luchador <laughs> N95 mask. I mean, what else, what else are you supposed to do? Right? Like, like I don't you know. Said, like, it's not, just, it's not going away anytime soon. We have no. to deal with it. And if this is going to make it easier for you to deal with, great. Well, think of all the masks like that are out there now. Like if I, oh, sorry, I'm going to go on the wrestling tangent again. Here. Oh, yeah. The Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Oh, God. Like I thought about that, but could you imagine if you're going to a grocery store, some poor kid sees you? I know. But how <laughs> cool would that be? Oh, that would be oh, cool. the poor kid. Or is it AEW? Like, I, I think, like, having that dinosaur-esque yeah. mask would be hilarious. I, yeah, there's so many opportunities here, man. I think you, you seriously need to get on it. Yeah. Goalie mask? Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? Why not get not, the old not, school Grand Fuhrer or something, right? Get it done yeah. up with a filter on the inside. Absolutely. If you really want to have a better field of vision, you could go with the Dominic Hasek. Yeah, Dominic Hasek. Who else? The oh Arthur Zerbe had the bucket on his head too back yeah, in the day. Chris Osgood. Osgood, yeah. Osgood was Mike another Vernon one. Vernon did for a little bit too. Uh, maybe for a little bit, yeah. Glenn Healy. Oh, God, yeah. Kelly yeah. Rudy with the bandana coming out the back. I think that's the move right there. I think you could rate, if you're going to do it, get the Kelly Rudy one and like and just glue have gun. Like, the N95 filter on the inside of all of the faces. On the grill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but at the same time, have like the visor, right? Yes. Because, you know, you can't, it makes no sense to have the, the filter on the grill if you're not going right. to have the visor too. But at the same time, what I was going to say is get a bandana or some fabric and yeah. like glue gun it to the back inside yes. of the helmet so it looks like you're wearing it and it's just hanging down. Nailed it. Yeah. There's your Kelly Rudy right there. <laughs> Last question before we wrap up this episode. Yeah, for sure. With everything that's going on right now with COVID, what yeah. is one of the things that you miss the most? What do I miss the most? It's probably, oh man, I don't know. It's hard because there's so much, right? <coughs> That's a tough one. I was going to say, like, just being able to hang out, like, with friends and family, like, on yeah. a whim. Like, now it kind of seems like you have to plan everything. Oh, for um, sure. If they're in your bubble, if they're not in your bubble, how are you going to hang out and all of that? Yeah. I think, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I don't know what the right term would be, but just there's a hesitation with everything we do now. Like, you're always yeah. kind of thinking of, did I, do I have this? Am I far enough away from this person? Can I see this person? Oh, I can't do this anymore because it's closed. It's that hesitation with everything. Mm -hmm. I don't, I won't miss that when that's, when hopefully this is all over at some point. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's this odd, odd combination of a lack of spontaneity 
and almost paranoia. Yeah. And that's not, yeah, it's not a great combination. My, your answer is a lot more deep than what mine is though. Cause I was just going to say movie theaters. Cause that's my back. Like, you know, some people are into cars, some people are into, yep. you know, whatever. Mine is movies. I absolutely love movies and we yep. will go to the movie theaters guaranteed at least once a month, maybe a couple times a month, depending on what was coming out. Yep. So I, I miss movie theaters. That's, <laughs> I just, totally get that too. Yeah, it's just, you know, having that night out, I guess, ultimately is the big overarching answer, being able to go out for that night out, kind of like what you said, but specifically yeah. movie theaters. I, it's just, I don't know, it's, I, it's funny how, it's, it's funny, but in a good way, how it, it's good how normal all this is now, because I, I think back to like, at least here in Ontario in March, April, and May, getting basically like we, like Doug Ford would come on TV and say like, we're extending emergency orders for another two weeks for another yes. two weeks for another two weeks. And my wife and friends and everyone, myself included, it's like, how, like, I can't do this for another two weeks. Like, this is insane. I can't do this. I can't do this. You don't think like that anymore. It's like, this is just kind of, it is what it is now. Like it's a part of our life. Yeah. And we just have not embrace it, but we just kind of, Got to learn to live with it to some extent. Speaking of, though, kind of adjusting and making things part of your regular routine and part of right. life as you know it, I have to make this point, and I know not everyone's going to agree with me, and I don't want to hear from anybody that doesn't agree with me. But please consider getting a flu shot this year. Yes. I've got mine booked already. I'm going at the end of October to go get my flu shot. I've gotten one every year since my wife was pregnant way back when. I mean, my daughter is 17 now, so I've had 18 years worth of flu shots in a row. Yep. It's okay to go get one. Yes. Please. Please. <laughs> and Between... I have a feeling, I have a feeling the, the flu is going to be worse this year. Because all of us haven't been getting sick because we haven't been seeing people or going out. I, I was going to say, between all the precautions that we should be taking for COVID, yeah, and add on top of that, getting a flu shot, the numbers you would hope if people can follow those rules and get their flu shots are going to be super low. If everyone yeah. keeps wearing a mask, if everyone yes. uses hand sanitizer, social distances, we can do this. There's absolutely no reason why we can't do this. I would love to get in the mind of the people who just don't like who pretend like it doesn't exist. That's I know that's a whole other conversation. That's yeah. Not gonna We're going to save that for another episode. All yeah. I'll say is yeah. ignorance is bliss. There you go. And on that, we're going to wrap up this episode of podcast. It got geeky. It got serious. There were some silly parts in between, but Hey, that's a conversation, right? That's it, man we will be back next week make sure you keep an eye on our social media for the uh, second round of the donut bracket you can check us out on facebook twitter instagram just look up podcast you can't yeah. miss us we're not going yeah, I anywhere you, I, I think you can google us now we're up near the top too so if you need to find something specific to us go to podcast.com or like how did say. you manage to finagle that i don't know all right know. maybe magic, man. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> make sure you go hit up Mike for some business needs, maybe too, because look what he's done for this crap podcast in the span of two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, bot.
All right. I will talk to you next week. All right. Later.